Warning, the following podcast contains conversations, topics, reviews, if you will, on Marvel's latest entry, Black Widow, baby. And there's spoilers, there's coarse language, so if you have kids in the car, heads up. A martini, shaken up. Shocking. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, the official podcast that wakes you up in the morning by saying welcome to at the start. Of the- Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a wake up. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Duty, and with me is Fuzzy Dane. Yay. It's the new boys today. There's no Tom. Uh, Ian has not watched the film yet. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just it's just the two of us. And uh, and Oliver you lives and in another country. So uh yes. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, sorry, we should we we should be doing today in uh, in in Russian accent in Russian accent until point of I leave America and then still co- continue my American accent. <laughs> we we will we will drop t- in and out of accent uh, like crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> sometimes Russian, sometimes Gypsy. We don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, first, there's a couple of bit of piece of news. <laughs> now, uh, I put this on. I don't think I actually put it on the the listener community. There's a Facebook listener community. If you want to jump on board, you can talk shit with us. We post a lot of family memes at the moment. Um, but I posted it on Twitter, uh, and I got very angry about it. There is Transformers movie coming out called Rise of the Beasts. Oh, good lord, yes. It is uh, a Transformers movie that is going to include Beast Wars characters. Yes. People don't know, Beast Wars my favourite Transformers. They have announced the voice actor for Optimus Primal Yeah. in Ron Perlman. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, Ron Perlman. Don't I'll- get me Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a whole segment. Don't get me wrong. It's all Ron Perlman news all the time. Don't, don't want to be wrong in it if it's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything else with wrong in the... That's fine. Ron turn. <laughs> Two Rons don't make a right? Yeah! Yes. Uh, Ron Perlman is voicing Optimus Primal. I like Ron Perlman as an actor and as a voice actor. I do not want him as Optimus Primal. Yeah. It's the... For me, it's the same mental tweak as having uh, Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. Yes. You got to have Gary Chalk as Optimus Primal and David Kay as Megatron. Like they're the they're the voice actors that played it, and they went on to play because um, like after Beast Wars they did Beast Machines, which was not good. Um, <laughs> then they did like completely reboot, like just for toys and shit like that. Transformers, Energon and Cybertron and Armada, and yeah. they kept those actors as Megatron and Optimus because okay. they were that yeah, popular. Yeah. Um, so I'm very annoyed. So yeah, far. no, fair enough. It's uh, so. Are they going to have Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal in the same movie? I believe so, and it's yeah. it's going to be interesting as well because um, the way that the Beast Wars series works is that they, they don't they do exist in the same time, but they don't interact. They don't do anything. They which is interesting because the, the the new <laughs> um, War for Cybertron, um, yeah, the, the three part series, the Netflix series, doing, yeah, they're, they're doing the same sort of thing. So there's a crossover between Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal. So they actually face off at one stage. Which is, don't get me wrong, I'm very happy that Beast Wars is somewhat back in the spotlight. Yeah. Because I love Beast Wars. <laughs> but like the whole thing was, 
it's it's set between the first five minutes of the first episode of Transformers, where they they crash on the planet, and then Beast Wars happens, and then G One happens. Like that's yeah. how Beast Wars works. Yeah. So Optimus Prime and Primal never really meet. Yeah. Besides Optimus, I see. I, that was the one thing I never really got about Beast Wars. It kind of fucked up the timeline for everything. That's it, right. Yeah. It just it was just all over the place. Like it just you know. They, they kind of retcon, like, every time they release a series of Transformers, they slightly retcon what they said last time. Oh, no, this didn't happen first. This happened first. Well, no, it actually, it's, it's, it's like, because they released uh, Robots in Disguise where Op- uh, Megatron was a dragon, but Optimus was a fire truck, and it was all this random shit. But <laughs> Beast Wars doesn't retcon anything from G1. Okay. So the way Beast Wars works is it's in the future, um, and before, Optimi- before Optimus and Megatron crash, the Nemesis and the Ark? Yeah. Um, Megatron puts coordinates to where he is on this golden disc. Yeah. Which is like the golden disc that, you know, humans threw into fucking space. It's a history thing. Yeah. Um, and essentially that floats throughout time for millions and millions of years. Okay. They find it well into the future yeah. and they go into a wormhole and travel back into the past because Megatron is like, we're losing the war against the Autobots. Good old wormholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're, we're losing the war against the Autobots. Here's a, here's a golden disc with our coordinates and time travel information on it. Go back in time and make sure we win sort of thing. Okay. That's that's what it is. Yeah. And then it's make sure they don't win. And then they find Optimus Prime and everyone asleep on the Ark. And then they try to kill old school Optimus. And it's... <sighs> It's, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it can be. It's it's only three seasons, but it can be hard to watch because it's it's like nineteen nineties new animation. It's like reboot. Uh, yeah, it's just that it's that city uh, shitty CGI. Like they're just yeah, they're trying to do everything with computers, and it's not quite good enough. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very Nintendo sixty four CGI cutscene yes. graphics. <laughs> but the story and the acting is great. But speaking of story and acting, fuzzy. Sure. Uh, the Justice League. Jo- not Joss Whedon. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely not Joss Whedon's Justice no. League. <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League 2 storyboards to be released as a motion comic. Uh, <laughs> so we're not getting them as movies because Warner Brothers wants nothing to do more with this. Uh, I've had enough. <laughs> I'm so tired. It's been 84 years. <laughs> uh, Justice League 2 would have <clears throat> would have continued the apocalyptic nightmare, nightmare timeline based in Batman vs Superman and the epilogue of the Justice League movie. Wasn't there uh, like a whole different movie that they were going to do? They were going to do like a dark future thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the, the nightmare sequence. Yeah. Um, and essentially it's going to be a motion comic and it's going to be narrated by Ray Porter, who's the voice of Darkseid. Sure. So that's kind of cool. Uh, and in these said movies, they've uh, they've done a little timeline of what happens here. Yeah. Um, okay. So in Justice League 2, would have seen the Riddler solve the anti-life equation before killing himself in front of Batman. <sighs> kind of cool. Yeah. Ocean Master and Black Manta teaming up to kill Aquaman. Dr. Poison killing Wonder Woman and Themyscira. Captain Cold attacking Flash, leading Cyborg to intervene only for half of his body to be ripped off. Uh, and all of these events, including Luther's death at the hands of Superman, would have led to Justice League 3 with the Flash running back in time to rewrite history. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exhausting. That sounds like an entire franchise worth of ideas. It does. And this, this is why, like my, one of my biggest things with Justice League is they had a lot of ideas in there mm. that they tried to rush in together. And they, they, they needed to spread it out over multiple movies to make it, to, to, to feel the weight of it. You and need they, to have a build-up to it. Like, Avengers exactly had the right. build-up to the Avengers movie. Yeah. Exactly <clears throat> right. Like, they all had their individual movies and they saw a longer stretch of these things happening. And, mm. and you know, I, I, I 
Grant that there are a lot of really good ideas in Justice League, mm. but it's just all in one movie. There's, it's not shouldn't be four hours. It should be four separate fucking movies leading up to one big movie at the end. Like that's what they needed to do. We could have had a Batman movie. We could have had a, a second Superman movie, yes. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like they could have actually done a whole bunch of stuff prior to this. Mm. Like instead of doing individual movies, and they they basically those individual movies beforehand were just getting Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman together. The Trinity, yeah, yeah, and and then all of a sudden it's just oh, that's the whole Justice, Justice League. League. It's yeah. like it's too much. Yeah, it's it was too much. So again, too many ideas in this. Like that needs to be spread over a longer period of time. Well, they need to take the Marvel approach and not the DC approach of just throwing shit at the wall. We're just doing it again. Yeah. Like, yeah, just because it's cool doesn't mean you shouldn't put it up there. Have a plan, have an idea, build it out over a long period of time. Well, we are getting, I think, four DC movies next year with Shazam 2. Uh, We are getting the Flash Point movie that is going to have two Batmans in it, the new Batman movie, and Black Adam comes out next year as well. Okay. Yeah. Lots going on. I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, that's basically all I've got for news because we've got to tackle this movie that is... Oh, yeah. Is, I've, got, I've got two different scores from my wife. Um, <laughs> before we jump into it, of course, we are sponsored by Incognito Comics. If you want to learn more about the character of Black Widow without having to watch this movie, um, you can, of course, come to the comic book shop at 32B Bignor Road, Moorabin, or go to their website at incognitocomics.com.au. There are Beast Wars comic books out at the moment. They're pretty good. There's Back to the Future crossover with Transformers. It's awesome because the DeLorean, of course, is a Transformer and yes. it's called Gigawatt. <laughs> it, is a, it is a good time to be a comic book fan. I'll, I will say that. So, of course, you can find them at incognitocomics.com.au or at 32B Big New Road Moravin. <laughs> Fuzzy. Yes. Black Widow. Yes. Baby. Okay. All right. So picture, if you will, a film that came out eight years after it should have come out. Yes. <laughs> That's the film. Uh, so this film, chronologically, it fits in after uh, Captain America's Civil War, Yeah, I believe. Um, and based, and they, they fucking shove that down your throat right up front, just so you know just exactly to, where just, it is. Yeah, just so we can go, we should have released it after Civil War. We should have done this way earlier. Yeah. Um, it's, I think my biggest gripe about this whole film... <laughs> Robert Hudson. That's it. Uh, my biggest gripe about this whole film, it just, it's, the character is dead. They shouldn't yep. have, like, I, I, can't, I find it very hard to engage with the film because she's dead. <laughs> I mean. It's it's a big it's a big one to, to walk over, right? It is a giant thing because every moment of tense, is she going to bite it? You go, nah, because she falls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's surrounded by uh, fucking other black widows. Now she falls. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, the <laughs> the plot of this movie is a it is serially cookie cutter going to Woolies or Coles or your local supermarket and buying a box that says brownies and doing exactly what's on the packet. <laughs> but the box is 8 years old. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, well, and, and so, okay, so the, the whole thing is she wants to, uh, um, she connects with her sister, who's also, we'll talk about that. Who's also a, a, a widow, like, you know, the widows are all, like, there's a whole secret agency full widows of Widows are like widows. double O's sort of thing, but That's they right. all wear the exact same outfit, so it doesn't make them unique. That's correct. Um, and they're all black, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. just... Just anyway, um, so yes, so there's a, a secret organisation of widows who are, are, are controlled by this mind control drug thing. Oh uh, yes, and that MacGuffin. Yes, that MacGuffin, and 
the <clears throat> basically her sister interacts with the antidote to the mind control and becomes a rogue agent essentially and they connect together to take down the rogue agency which is called the red room yeah the red room is which yeah. is just uh, I, I, it just made me think of Twin Peaks the entire time. The, the the best way to describe this film, and they and and they do it. They sort of they give you a hint of how this film is going to go in the start of the film. Oh yeah, is Black Widow is of course like she's in hiding from the events of Civil War. She's sitting in a trailer. She's watching Moonraker. I like that. That's exactly what this movie is. It is a <laughs> mediocre Roger Moore Bond film. Ooh, I mean that's nice. Yes, um, <laughs> I think I'd I think I'd watch Moonraker again. If this- <laughs> I, I look. I did like there was there was a lot of um, really interesting backstory to this, but this is uh, like just giving some history to, okay, to yep. who her and her family and that connection around that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but really, this is like everything else that's come up in the last um, uh, the last few releases of Marvel TV series mm-hmm. in in this you know phase four. This is really just setting up the next phase and like you know, the next yeah phase of it movies. doesn't it doesn't do anything for the character well it, it doesn't because you know she's dead <laughs> <laughs> but they how they, could she be the one if they, she's dead <laughs> that's right but they they she's essentially in this this film handing over the reins to her little sister played by florence <laughs> i was saying that as well mom's like what's her last name i'm like it's plue or plea or something but Pleur. i just say plur <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, so Florence Pierre, and um, she's in this in this film as the uh, the younger widow. Yes, um, and yeah, so it's just it's handing over the reins to her to say you are the next generation because clearly Black Widow is dead, but we still want a cool, sexy superhero, kick ass person. Yeah, Florence Pierre. Exactly right, and this movie does start off with it is set in what like eighty four, eighty five. Oh no, it's in the nineties. Is eighties or nineties? Uh, it starts off in 85. 85. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that's an excuse for David Harbour to somewhat wear his Stranger Thing get up without... No, wait, 95. 95. Yeah. Uh, pseudo Stranger Thing yes. get up. Um, and it's it it starts off on a somewhat strong foot because I'm sitting there like, wait, what? Cause it, it, I loved the intro. The intro was great. Yeah. It, it, right up until the title sequence, I was going, okay, I'm totally on board for this. And then they play uh, Nav- a crappy Nirvana cover and I'm like... And, and I'm out. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I was like, was it Kermit who came up with that, that theory? That anytime know. they play like a shitty cover from like the 90s, it's a bad movie they usually do it during the trailers and it's usually uh, like slowed down stuff a lot of Zack Snyder are in there but with it with, yeah, yeah but yeah they did a shitty Nirvana cover like really slowed down and I was like and oh, come on um it's um it wasn't that great uh no. but but yeah it's very much but before that was really cool Cause yeah, you, yeah, because it was—I mean, obviously, spoilers for this movie—but they had, you know, you had this you know, typical-looking American family, a couple of young girls, mum and a dad, and then all of a sudden, you realise that they aren't really your typical mum and dad, and they are actually secret agents, yeah, and super spies for Russia, and they're not actually like a—they're family kids. Like these are kids that are agents. They're like young agent kids. Uh, and, and I like that sort of element to it. So they are family in inverted commas in name yeah. only. They they basically set up this whole uh, mythos around them. So they take all these you know these photos. So it looks like they've got photo albums full of their kids yeah. and stuff, which was kind of cool. But it's just that whole setup was really really awesome. And then you had David Harbour, you know, 
with super strength all of a sudden. Like, yeah, you sit there going like, all right, well, I know he's Red Guard, and it's just like he's not doing anything, and then he just flips a fucking truck, and I'm like, there it is. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And then they get like they're basically trying to escape from America, you know, with having with some, some super secret information. Yeah, something. Another a floppy disk. Yeah, uh, and they um, <laughs> and at one stage, like they're taking off in this plane, or they start pulling the plane out. And uh, David Harbour's standing there with the gun, like, shooting all these shield trucks that are coming after them. Mm. And then he jumps on the wing of the plane and he's shooting them. I was like, this is great. This is awesome. This is fucking great. I want to see all of this all the way throughout the movie. And then the movie fell asleep for an hour. <laughs> the movie just <laughs> gradually declined from there. It, it, it fiercely declined at the end. I think there were some really great action scenes in this film. Yeah. There, there were some really great actions. Not all of them were really okay, great. Yeah. There were some really great ones. And I think that really it struggled for pacing throughout the film because you set it up with such a big start you're like wow cool spy movie action all sorts yeah. going on and then it just, it, just it, it's, it forgets what it's doing it is without well we will go into it later on but it is a lesser version of the winter soldier a heavily lesser version of the winter soldier yeah i'll buy that i'll um, buy that for a dollar and and we can get into it a bit later on um <laughs> Look, let's talk. Uh, it is yeah, Black Widow uh, coming out of hiding, helping her uh, her sister in yep. Florence Pleur, and then reuniting with her her fake mum and dad, Red Guardian, and I think it's Iron Maiden is Rachel Weiss's comic character name. I think. Uh, I don't know. Neither do I. Didn't care for it. <laughs> Pass. But Rachel Weiss, I think, is still. Good. I'm sitting there going, "Remember the Mummy? Man, she can still act. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she can't do an, a Russian accent, though. I don't even, neither, neither David Harbour's fine. David Harbour's fine, and so is Florence Pleur. Yeah. But neither can Scarlett Johansson. That's why she, she never didn't did. Bother. She yeah. did not even bother. She had a Russian accent when she spoke Russian. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> One thing about how what she's like, her speaking and all the rest of it, she has this thing about uh, Budapest. Budapest. Okay, so... It, Everyone around the world generally knows this particular country as uh, this particular city as Budapest, and its uh, its proper pronunciation is Bud- Budapest. So you don't. It's like yeah. a, a ch. Instead <laughs> I of love a fuzzy t. talking with his hands. <laughs> Budapest, and so she specifically corrects somebody else's pronunciation of this this word mm. and says it's Budapest. I think I, I know what it's. But she's already said within the Avengers timeline. Budapest. It said Budapest. Yep. Because she was talking to to Clint at yeah. one stage, she's like, uh, "This is like Budapest," and he's like, "Budapest, you you and I remember Budapest very differently." So I, she's I, already I, said I, the I, word Budapest. I think she not also, Budapest. I think she also remembers it incredibly differently as well, because that's been a whole thing of remember Budapest, but like the Marvel world and the MCU yeah. universe has gone nuts for what happened in Budapest, and you find out shooting aliens with arrows and guns is not what happened in Budapest. No, at all. Yes, oh, it just frustrated me. Anyway, <laughs> a minor frustration <laughs> in this film. <laughs> uh, I've I've got lots of them. Yes, uh, Fuzzy, is there anything positive about this film? Look, I, there were lots of positives for me. I think um, the introduction of Taskmaster was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a new bad guy in Taskmaster who was. The daughter of the main villain of this film, Ray Winston. <laughs> That's a giant spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not supposed to be the daughter of the main villain. Yeah, well, there's a whole thing about, you know, Scarlett Johansson thought she'd killed her, but it, it wasn't. She didn't die. Oh, she's, she's, it, she definitely died. <laughs> yeah. A building exploded. 
Based on the level of that explosion. Is, that is like the very start of The Untouchables, where the little kids got the briefcase with the bomb, and they're going, Mister, Mister, you forgot your <laughs> boom. She's alive, and she works with Elliot Ness. Yeah, so she's totally dead. Yeah, but yes, she's not. Um, so and find out at the end that she just got fucked up by this explosion, and now she has to wear like a suit. And now she's and she's also hypnotized as well. Yeah, but she was. I I thought the whole taskmaster thing was really cool it's this cool bad guy you know fighting and all the yeah rest of it. yeah the fight scenes the first time you see him in the fight and stuff like that i'm sitting there watching it and i've gone to him on i really want to see taskmaster fight winter soldier just to see that fight yep <laughs> <laughs> but so there's there's a little bit of winter soldier about her because she gets like program coded in the back of her head oh you have to go and do this particular mission yeah um, there's a little bit of Iron Man with her, like the suit that she's wearing. The visory thing, yeah. There's a little bit of Captain America as well because she also has a shield. Well, you, <sighs> it's just I've had enough of fucking shields, right? Everyone's got everyone's got a fucking shield. No more shields. Do you know who Taskmaster is? Thing. So ta- Taskmaster is, in in layman's terms, he is the Marvel version of Deathstroke. Yeah. Uh, so Joe Manganiello or the dude from Arrow. Sure. Um, and Taskmaster. Is a real character, not the daughter of a villain in Magappa. <laughs> but Taskmaster's thing is he learns fighting by watching things. Yes. So he knows how to fight Captain America and he knows how to use the shield just by watching Captain America. Yeah. And the whole thing is like you can never defeat him twice because he learns. He's already learned your moves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And throughout the film you see him use, of course, a shield. You see him use a bow yeah. and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> you see her use a shield. Yeah. A arrow, a bow and arrow, and has Black Panther's claws popping out of his hands. Yeah. Her hands. Um, I like it. I, I, I think it's a really cool. Like it, it, it was a nice way to introduce a bad guy into the series. Bad girl, bad girl. Sorry, yes, um, because we've had very little of that so far in the uh, the new like you know, the, the yeah. TV show so far. So we had Agatha Harkness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to feel about that, <laughs> she was gone, done, like done. Yeah, see you later. Mind, your mind turned into a sponge, and you're just sitting here in this town. Yeah, um, Bucky and the Cap. We didn't really. Um, we had the, the, the US agent is with uh, Valentina, which yep. is Elaine from Scrubs. He was pretty shit. Uh, Scrubs. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Scrubs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like there, there was, there, there, I haven't really felt any like strong emotions towards them. This particular character, I, I actually connected with a little bit more as a potential to come back. It's probably what they should have done with. Um, uh, what was the guy from the Captain America movies who showed up like two seconds? Bartrock. Yeah. Bartrock is in Falcon and the Winter Not Soldier. Not Bartrock. Um, the other guy with Arnim Zola. Uh, no, no, no. The other. He showed up in the um, the Winter Soldier movies. Mm. He got fucked up in the elevator. The building fell. Oh, on Crossbones. It. Yes, Crossbones. They've set this character up better than they set up Crossbones. Like at least this one now, I can see coming back in different movies. Uh, I don't know, man. Crossbones showed up for like two seconds. It was like, who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Yeah. yeah, like like Crossbones, like as a as a. As a Captain America fan watching Winter Soldier, you're sitting there going, that dude becomes Crossbones. And then, like, the movie ends with, he's alive, his face is fucked. Because, like, he takes off his jacket to fight Falcon and he's got, like, the cross yeah. strap on him. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then he's in Winter Soldier, uh, Civil War for all of two seconds and dies. For two seconds and dies. Yeah, like, just gone. Like, so yeah. it was, it, it just, it, it set this character up to be something within the, yeah. within the universe, which I liked. It spent time understanding the backstory. Mm. You know, okay, I get who this person is now. And you can see and just them flying Flor- you know, Florence Pierre in the in future movies. So yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, well, and we'll we'll talk about the ending itself in regards to Taskmaster. Um, 
David Harbour, I thought, was one of the only good things about this he film. Was, he was he was funny. He <clears> was <throat> he was good to to watch on screen. I like this whole thing that he thinks he's got like a rivalry with Captain America, even though he never fought him. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he's just he thinks you know he, he he's my contemporary. But I, I I did think that with Mon. So there's there's a scene in the film where he's he's in a a, a gulag. Yeah, and he's just arm wrestling inmates, seeing who can beat him, and yeah. he's talking about how he fought Captain America in 1984 and he threw yeah. the shield back. Rah, 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 rah. And someone goes, "But Captain America was on ice." And yeah, I'm sitting there going, "Wait, maybe it's Josiah the the." The, uh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the yeah. the sort of the next Captain America they tried to make, and then they threw him in prison as well. Because they're going maybe he fought some sort of super soldier, but yeah, yeah. I, I I like the idea that there is the Russian super soldier. Oh yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's a bit weird that like you know, it hasn't been mentioned within the universe before that. Yeah, yeah you know, it's always the hard thing. It's like you know, like they tried to do with the um, the gods. What the fuck is Eternals? Yeah, the Eternals. They're like, oh yeah, we were we decided we've been here all along. Yeah, we decided not to do anything. It's the exact same vibe as this. Yeah, because we've had like obviously had the Winter Soldier, who was a super soldier with a metal arm from from Russia. Yeah, so like, how how, do you, how, how does it not like a yeah Red Guard and Winter Soldier went out on missions. Right, like surely there's a little. There would have been some crossover there. It's just, I, and, just and that's the thing as well. Like, is he part of the Super Soldier program? Was he just a guy that just had superpowers? Like, what the fuck? Like, well, at the start of the film as well, <laughs> like there's with the the shitty slow mo Nirvana cover. Yep. There's photos of like world events and Black Widows being there, and I'm sitting there like, okay, one of them is I'm feel, one of them I think was JFK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, well, Winter Soldier killed JFK because you told us that Winter Soldier killed yeah. JFK. I'm like. <laughs> Just, I think with these movies, like, yes, if you have an idea for, like, let's create a solo movie, go back and watch all of the movies to make sure you're not tripping over your own balls. <laughs> it's it's some of these things they just have little problems with. It's like the, the problems they had in the Spider-Man movies where they're like, yeah. oh, the Avengers are busy. They're away on a, a different mission. You know, it's like, it just, I, I think you can't really put these things as historical references you kind of have to mm. go all right we've done that now we build it from here and we move forward yeah kind of like they did well in, in the spider-man movie with uh, michael keaton you know his the his trigger event was you know the first avengers movie and like oh, the yeah. cleanup after that yeah and then he built from there i think you have to do that despite the fact they fucked the time up because they were like nine years later i'm like well avengers happened in this time so tom holland isn't that old yeah and kind of like they did with Scarlet Witch and um, and uh, Vision, yeah, and then like the, just the build up through the Zakovia Accords. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, so like just make go make go from an event forwards. Don't go pre the event. Exactly yeah, right. right. And just saying, oh no, they were you know, asleep or not doing this or on holiday. Like it just doesn't work. You just build from an event that's already happened in the universe, mm. and then you know, go from there. I, this is a new character. Yeah, and and the. And it is a big problem with this film is, of course, being released after the fact that's, that <laughs> Black Widow was already dead in Endgame. Yes. If this, I feel like this film, and, and potentially as well, if you release this chronologically when it should have released after Civil War, yeah. introduce us to some of these characters, you could have had Florence Purr yeah. or any of the, uh, her family in Infinity War or being their the yeah. snapping, turning into dust, affecting her even more, causing her to want to sacrifice herself to resurrect her family. Yeah. And in the endgame fight, which is fucking still fantastic, you could have had Red Guard and Captain America doing like some back-to-back shit, like, next time we fight, 
or something like that. You know, like David Harbour is a funny, well, he's a funny Captain America. He's a funny Russian Captain America where Captain America is stoic. He's yeah. funny, but he's stoic. Yeah. And it's like, you put those two together on screen, it would have been, it would could have been cool. And I, I'm, I'm, I would struggle to see him in a movie alongside Anthony Mackie as as the new new captain. Oh yeah, because that's I don't know how they. He's very off. straight line, Anthony yeah, Mackie's yeah. Falcon character. He's not quippy. No, and they took that down a really like serious path, like yeah. back in the cap. So yeah, that having a quippy captain, uh, you know, Captain Russia essentially, yep. alongside you know a straight man, Captain America. I just yeah, no, it doesn't really. I think the only way it's going to work, even then, the only thing that's like if we, if you get Red Garden and you know in, in some form of future Captain America movie, it's just like. He's like, aren't you Winter Soldier? It's like, Ugh. yeah. It's like I've worked with him before. <laughs> it, yeah. I did get a, a massive Incredibles vibe as well. Like when he tries to put on the suit and he's like in the kitchen in oh, the bathroom so trying great. to. <laughs> so I'll just sit there and go. This is the Incredibles. It's fucking great because he's obviously uh, overweight, has been in prison for a while, tries to get back into his old superhero suit, and it's just fucking fantastic. He, fit, he, he gets in it, <laughs> but it's 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 very much uh, Incredibles. Yeah. Um, I, I will say as well, yeah. like we talked about the timeline a little bit, that one of these things, like this film had to be released when it did because of the post-credit sequence. Ugh. Okay, so the post-credit sequence, so if you watch these movies chronologically, the post-credit sequence would spoil what happens in the next, like five movies. But in then, the but then you'd also be going like. What happened? How did it happen? Like, you know what I mean? You'd be yeah. sitting there going, all right, I, I need to watch these next movies to find out how it happened. So so the post-credit sequence has Florence Pierre um, putting flowers on um, Black, uh, Widow's. Black Widow's Great. gravestone. And uh, she also meets up with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, Valentina. Yeah, who we don't find out as a character until Bucky in the Cap. So you have to have watched all of the things before you watch this movie. But chronologically, it fits like 10 movies ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's so it's so weird. Like, I, I was, like I was, the order they put this in. And I was talking to well, Dave from Super Movie Bros actually laid it out for me because Dave knows more on the Marvel side. Yeah, she is basically tied to the Thunderbolts. Okay, so we're gonna have U.S. agent. We're gonna have uh, I don't know, Red Widow. Who knows what's gonna be called? <laughs> um, Some form of widow. But we keep seeing General Ross in these films. Yeah, they they really shoehorned him in, didn't they? Yeah, and General Ross turns into the Red Hulk. Oh, he he looks old. Yeah, <laughs> he William, is old. <laughs> William Hurt is very old, uh, but he's also had a lot of like he's either had a lot of plastic surgery on his face, or a, a lot of Botox, or a lot of smoothing of yeah. the lines because they tried to like de-age him a little bit, and he looked like shit. <laughs> I, and that's 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 one of the whole things. And I had the exact same thing. And Mon goes, "You're repeating yourself." And I had the exact same thing with. That's nah, fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, with uh, WandaVision. Yeah. Where I'm sitting there going, she's shooting out a lot of magic. Doctor Strange is just fucking alarm bells going off, right? And yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay, the US government or S.H.I.E.L.D. or Interpol with Cardi B are trying <laughs> to find Black Widow. And on top of General Ross doing his thing, yeah. he'll have Iron Man wanting to tidy things up or he'll have War Machine or yeah. he'll have some form of meta-human on their side. Yeah. And at first I'm like, all right, it's very espionage It's It's undercover. And then they're running around outside in Budapest. It's Budapest. Yeah, the Bud- <laughs> Budapest. And they're being chased by widows and there's explosions everywhere and there's girls with sniper rifles on the roof. And I'm sitting there going, 
Someone's going to be hearing these shots and seeing people in black clad skin tight outfits running around and making a phone call or CC- they're going to run past the CCTV camera and immediately <laughs> someone's going to rock up. Yeah. And I'm like, that's how they did it in fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's how they kept finding the chick because they kept seeing on CCTV and shit. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I can forgive the Budapest fight. And then there's literally Moonraker falling from the sky. And I'm like, okay, explosions coming from the sky. You might want to get a helicarrier out there or yeah. get Iron Man. Like, putting Iron Man in there after he's dead as well. A bit no. But, like, War Machine maybe, because War Machine worked with General Ross. Yeah, but them showing up at the... Like, there was a lot of convenient things showing up at just the right time. Like, mm-hmm. literally, this thing has, like, this... Yeah, the, the, the big yeah, Red Room machine crashes at the end. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, immediately it's crashed and General Ross is there. In, right? Yeah, and it's, there's a lot of really convenient things, like Black Widow and... Florence um, Blair. Florence Blair uh, escape on a motorcycle, and then all of a sudden, one of the widows has let's, a motorcycle. Let's talk it's about like, that fucking... Let, we, it's just okay. there's a lot of very convenient things showing up exactly when you... Plot-specific, That's convenient. As cool as that scene was, they're, they're inside a... BM, this movie is sponsored by BMW, but... Oh, way. yeah. Everything <laughs> they ride is a BMW. Oh, yeah. Um, but... They're in a BMW sports SUV, I don't know, X3 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, they're driving along. It is a civilian-acquired vehicle because they kicked a guy out of it and started driving. And then a APC out of nowhere that has Taskmaster inside it is following them and chasing them. Again, you think someone would notice this, Avengers, or whomever. But anyways, he pulls out an arrow and he fires it at the bottom of the truck and it bounces off the floor and it explodes the car and it rolls down into a subway. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, they're dead. Okay, so there, <laughs> there was the, literally the car flips over onto its roof, and you see it get like the roof get crushed down. It's basically like the the upside down Ford Escape from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets crushed down, and then it like at the end of that scene, like two seconds later, sliding through a subway all on its roof. Yep. it slides down the ramp, and, and then it's like the roof is totally fine, and they just get crawl out. Roll out. Fuck you! And the, and the, the, <laughs> only, the the reason why they like this movie is like I said a lesser version of Winter Soldier. Yeah, you have the exact same scene with Samuel L. Jackson trying to escape the the Hydra agents, and then Winter Soldier <sighs> Such rocks a up, cool scene. and then he fires the magnet gun. The yeah. only reason Samuel Jackson survives is that car is bulletproof. It's a shield car. It's yeah. got a Jarvis entertainment oh, entertainment system. It's got, <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got the fucking the gun inside the armrest. It's got yeah. bulletproof shields. It's telling you like repulses in it. It is a secret agent car. Yeah, and it gets flipped up, and Samuel L. Jackson has like a fucking broken arm. Yeah, and he's fucked. Yeah, but they roll a civilian BMW, and they're fine. Yeah, no, <sighs> no, no. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's look. There were a lot of frustrations with this film. I think, yeah, like uh, some of those those fight sequences didn't didn't quite work, and the CG was pretty shit as well. The C- the, okay, I'll remind you that this is a two hundred million dollar movie. Yep, two hundred million fucking dollars. How good did that helicopter falling out of the sky look? Ew. <laughs> yeah, like there's just some of the moments in this film for a two hundred million dollar film did not really work, and yeah. They, um, spoilers for the movie, but they, they sequence that you see in the trailers where they're like flying through the sky. That's on oh, the, the white end. outfits. Yeah. That's the, the oh, end. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry, the end of the film. They're falling with style. That's, uh, that's the end of the film and it looks shit. 
It, yeah, it looks as good as it does in the trailer. Not yeah. good. Yeah, and there's there was one scene where they're breaking David Harbour out of prison, and there's like an avalanche <laughs> coming that, down. If you had a problem with Man of Steel slaughtering millions of people in a city, you should have a problem with an avalanche and a fucking underground gulag. <laughs> yeah, like there's just uh, I had a, pro- a lot of problem with helicopter physics. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Uh, so Florence Pleurs in the helicopter, like, and just like, get me close, don't get me too close. She's hovering literally a couple of meters above a, the top of a, a gangplank or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. And there is a goon on a fucking heavy machine gun firing like five shots into that, and that helicopter was going down. Yeah. And you're not that far away, and it's like, oh, it just goes through the windows, and it just goes through, and it's just like, oh, shit. I'm like, no, don't say, oh, shit, get the fuck out of there. But they're like, I, I, they're like, they shoot up the entire side of the helicopter. Those bullet holes are magically gone when they yeah. fucking crash landed. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, just like little, little moments like that are just frustrating. And we've seen in this movie, like, people take, uh, in this movie franchise series, yeah. people take down helicopters with fucking handguns. Like, it's just, it's crazy. <sighs> it's just crazy that these things are allowed to happen. <laughs> The, the, there's no <laughs> and they look and wow! Well, just to speak to that gulag and the avalanche and all the yeah. the CG looks like shit. Yeah, they're like swinging around on ropes and helicopters and all sorts, and it just looks bad. Like they weren't, they're not able to really grasp how that works properly. And I just, yeah, yeah. And, and this is this is this would have been Marvel or Disney's chance to do basically a female James Bond. Yeah. Like, we get the introduction to Black Widow. In Iron Man 2, she's pretending to be someone else to infiltrate Stark Industries, and then she sort of, you know, we figure, oh, you know, as the audience, we go, oh, she's an agent. And then from here, it's just, it's action piece and set piece and action piece. I'm like, that's not really what the character is. She is... She's supposed to have the espionage angle to it. Exactly, and there's no espionage in this movie. Uh, there's a little bit of it, and uh, like there's there's a little bit of switcheroos and things like that, and I think that was okay. Like, but it's done exactly the same in Winter Soldier when yeah. when Scarlet uh, pretends to be the congressman or whatever. Yeah, it's even the same technology on the face. Yeah, they they like that face, like the, the magic face, face mask thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they they do that face mask shit like they do it in Mission Impossible. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Mission Impossible loves a good face swap. We need okay. We need to talk about the villain for this film. Can't remember his name. He's not very memorable. Ray Winston is it? Yeah, the the, the fat Russian guy. Yeah, yeah. Ray the Winston. fat Russian guy. He doesn't really have a Russian accent. Well, he's English, so that doesn't help. Well, that doesn't fucking help, does it? <laughs> Why didn't they get the the dude who's like the Russian guy who's in like fucking everything? The he's in John Wick too. He's in fucking yeah. Uh, uh, he's I think the devil or something in uh, Constantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that guy. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, but. The whole thing is like he controls the Black Widows and and he's brainwashed them rather than conditioning them. But he's had this thing where it's no other Black Widow can attack me because of the pheromones that I put out. It doesn't allow a Black Widow to attack me. And I'm sitting there going, what? So, <laughs> so Black Widow is trying to punch or kick or shoot said Stan Winston. And he's like, no, I have, have pheromones. You can't do it. Take a step back. <laughs> you have a gun. Walk backwards and shoot him. The only cool point in this film was when she coerces him into hold punching him in the. F- <laughs> oh, hold your breath. <laughs> or to punching him in the face to break her nose. I'm like, okay, that is the only smart thing that's happened in this film. The rest of it is just crap. Yeah, yeah. It was just. It was a little bit silly. There was a lot of. 
very convenient moments. Everyone seems to know exactly what they need to do at the right moment. And yeah, uh. you know, there's always the right equipment. Uh, all of a sudden, Black Widow has this guy that like shows up. Oh, uh, he's like, arms dealer. Yeah, who's just like immediately available to her. And who delivers the- mail. Yeah, all around the planet because he's an international arms dealer, but apparently he shows up personally to deal with Scarlett Johansson's bullshit. But why does she need an arms dealer? She's a secret. She should have safe houses everywhere. Yeah. Like, do you think Bond would go to Q saying, I need a safe house? No. He'd or he'd, he'd have deliberate safe houses set up. Yeah. You didn't need to introduce this the character of the arms dealer being like, oh, I could have gotten you a jet if you give me more time and money. I'm like, oh, no, you should... Have something under a fucking sheet in the middle of Utah because yeah. no one lives in Utah. I, I really hope he doesn't come back. His name is uh, Mason. Um, yeah. yeah, he just he was entirely pointless. But like it, like Natasha's interacting with him like yeah he's been there all along. Like it's just he's always been around. He's uh, my dude. Like getting my shit. Like no, just no. He, he was not agent. required for the entirety of the film. I think the and at first I was like this is a little painful to watch, but then after a little while I'm like actually I don't mind her as Florence Pugh's character in this film and and the way she like her character in general in this film because there's just like this nothing scene where they're in a gas station being like why do you she's like why do you get on the floor and whip your hair back you, you're a superhero person she's like I don't have a superhero person and. She's just like making fun of her for being an Avenger, yeah. and then she like falls out of a event or something like that, and does the person goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny. I, I like I like her energy, her attitude that yeah. she brings to it. I think it will be a welcome addition to some of the stuff we've seen so far that's coming into the Marvel, like the MCU. So we've got yeah. you know, obviously super depressed, mind broken, um, you know, Scarlet Wanda, Witch. Yep. Uh, we've got, you know, super depressing, you know, Andy Mackie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we, we've talked about Andy Mackie off the podcast. I really don't like that. man. <laughs> it's just, you know, like there's this, like a very serious turn for a lot of it. And, you know, uh, we still don't know, obviously, the direction Loki's taking as far as new characters. We will talk in. about that in a future yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, there's, there's some new, like, all of this new stuff that's coming along. I don't know if I'm entirely on board with the direction they've taken it. Yeah. But as far as, like, you know, Taskmaster, yep, happy to have that, that character in the universe. Harry to ha- happy to have uh, Florence Pierre. Yeah. I, I think they bring a little bit to it. Yeah. More than we've seen so far. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Florence Pugh and, and uh, Redguard. I yeah. won't say Taskmaster. Yeah. <clears throat> but, like, I think one of the things as well, like, with, with this being released as a movie, is they got in, they got out. It was, it was two, done. two hours long, roughly. Yeah. Like, it was it. That's probably what they should have done for the TV series. Like, they had about two hours worth of material, and they stretched it out to about six. Yeah. Like, just do the fucking movie. Just make it a movie. It doesn't need to be a fucking six-episode TV series that's never going to be repeated. Like, exactly. Well, apparently we're getting season two of Loki. Apparently that's the only Disney show we're getting a season two okay. of. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just think, like, you know, rather doing one-off specials where you're extending out a story that doesn't need to be told, just box it up. It's just yeah. the same problem that fucking, you know, that they had with um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. You're allowed to cut some shit out. Like, you're allowed to not tell some stories. It doesn't need to be said. If you can't do it in two and a half hours, mm. you've you've obviously clearly not articulating your story well. But they also couldn't tell a good story in two hours in this movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But, like, at least it was done. At least it was done. It was done in two hours. It was. That's. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. But, uh, look, 
I, I had. It's an interesting movie. Yeah, like I mean, if we're, we we're wrapping it all up in a nice little bow, I think there were some really good action sequences in this film. Mm. There were some nice character introductions in this film. Um, it, it shows positive steps towards you know the the future for MCU within this little you know subsect. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, there was a lot of we, a, a lot of drag. We need to talk about Rachel Weiss's character. Do so, we? <laughs> so, but this is it's it's fucking X Men Apocalypse with Magneto all over again. It's. Uh, uh, Florence Plew is a black widow and she gets out of the mind control. I assume those little red jar things that break the mind control like something from Scarlet, from uh, the Scarlet Witch. Because yeah. it's like red mist dust that goes in their face and their eyes They like their red. red mist, don't they? Right, I'm sitting there going, okay, well, it's something to do with Scarlet Witch because Hydra, Russia, doesn't really, it's not a, it's not a fast stretch. Um, and Red Guard is the Russian Captain America. He goes out in a mission and then for some reason, Stan Winston doesn't like him anymore and throws him in jail. So he, just, he doesn't give him a reason, just throws him in jail. Rachel Weiss, on the other hand, has brainwashed pigs. She has helped Stan Winston create the Red Room and further increase the Red Room. Ray Winston, sorry. What did I say? Stan. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Help. Sure. <laughs> Easy enough, sword. Whatever. Uh, has helped the bad guy cr- further enhance the Red Room and train future Black Widows and has got a pig to stop fucking breathing, a shitty CGI pig. But this... She's an evil person. She has. She's an accomplice to the villain. And at the end, she's like, actually, no, I'm going to help my fake daughter and we'll face swap and outfit swap and then everything's fine. I'm like, no, you should still... Something should still happen to you. Like, yeah, you turned good at the end, but that doesn't make up for the past 20-so years of fucking being, being evil. evil. Yeah, It's yeah. the exact same with X-Men Apocalypse, where Magneto decides not to be with Apocalypse and save the Earth. And he's like, well, good luck, friend. Have, have fun out there. <laughs> it's, it's the exact same problem. Thanks very much. <sighs> Uh, there are there are other comments that I want to make about this film, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I think there's yeah, they, that's probably poor storytelling. I think yeah. they they dwelled a lot too much on different things. Like there was these moments where it just dragged on. Yeah, and they like, well, yeah, you can pick maybe two of those, but they had like half a dozen moments in the film where it dragged out. Pick pick two moments to focus on. If you have to worry about like make the mother like a secret thing that pops up at the end. Oh, the mother's still alive as well. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. don't don't make it this thing that yeah. Okay, halfway through the film, now we're introducing these other characters, and it's just it's a giant fest qu- fetch quest. This movie. Yeah, let's go get the dad out. Oh, I don't know. We have to get the mum. Let's go get the mum. Oh, I don't know. I saw the mum was it. Uh, uh, like it's yeah. If they they have about five different MacGuffins. There's all these different things that they have to get. Mm. Like. Yeah, the 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 vials were super important for the first part of the film, and then and then all of a sudden they they disappear for a long period of time, and then just show up at the end. At the end fight when Black Widow is surrounded by yeah. other Black Widows, and it's like, well, you, we know she's not going to die here. Yeah, just yeah. And how do we know that the bad guy isn't dead when his Russian helicarrier Quinjet thing took off and exploded and we see his body turn into ash? And his glasses somehow survived the explosion because we see his glasses <laughs> don't disintegrate. But a building fell on him and a room exploded. His daughter's got a, a scarred face, fucked up eye. Nothing happened to the, the dude. Olga Kurilenko in this film, by the way, is as Taskmaster. Like, they made her look ugly. And that's a lot of work. She's a, she's a gorgeous lady. Uh, look, I, I'm one of those comic guys where it's just like... This this character could be a very important 
character moving forward. Like this is yeah. a because Taskmaster is just like this. Right, he isn't a Batman villain. He is a MC like a Marvel villain, a DC yeah. villain. It's a Doctor Doom isn't just Fantastic Four sort of thing. Yeah, and it's just like well, they get rid of it. Finally. <laughs> The ending of this film with the the post credit scene, yeah, where uh, Elaine shows Florence Pleur, this is the person who killed Black Widow, and sh- it's a photo of Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm thinking, how does she know that? How does anyone? How does know anyone that know that? This again, this is one of those really convenient things within the universe where something happens, right? Yeah, which is super obscure. Like no one would ever talk about this particular event, and everybody in the world knows about it. And it's also a very... It's like the next film they talk about, oh, well, you know that secret mission they all went on. How How the (laughs) fuck do you know about the secret mission? (laughs) I thought it was a secret. No one's taking notes. No one's writing things down. (laughs) There is no fucking way. Like, it's a... There's just a dude under a desk with a fucking tape. (laughs) You've got a stenographer in the background just... (laughs) And then Black Widow did this. Fuck you. You, no one knows this shit and I'm no. sorry you're like you. yes I get you're a secret organisation and you're a super spy and whatever you do not fucking know because no one fucking talked about it <laughs> on top of that and this is a, this is a smaller thing to that the photo she shows of Hawkeye is Hawkeye in his Ronin gear yeah 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 when he's in Japan when, when no he's one in, fucking knew he was- when he's in Japan <sighs> and when he's running around his Ronin I don't think he's not running around without his Mask and his hood on. No, and like when he's not we posing for a fucking, but yeah, you know, it, it looks like a, a pick that someone would put in their like acting right. Portfolio. Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a headshot. It's a headshot. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's literally a headshot of him like standing there posing as Ronan without the mask, without the mask and the helmet, the and hood. he's got the bow and he's doing like a little. And I'm sitting there going, no, we see Hawkeye or Ronan. He takes off his mask when he sees Scar- uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Then they immediately go back to the Avengers campus. Then they immediately go through time. Yeah. And then Thanos rocks up. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not running around. And it's just like, no one knows who's killing the Yakuza and the Mafia in Japan. Yeah. Because he's very, he's invisible. Yet like, a camera I, can take I, a photo get, of him. I get maybe like a, like, well, this is not any camera. This is like some $30,000, like, you know, sports photography camera. Yeah, like, attached to a drone. If you had maybe, like, you know, some sort of grainy secret security Or a Civil War photo. Yeah. He's at the airport. Like, this dude killed him. It's just like, all right, well, A, how do you know that? But B, like, well, yeah, yeah they fought at the airport. It's that guy. Yeah. There's, urgh, <sighs> urgh. It's, it's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows everything and there are no secrets. Welcome to the world of espionage in the yeah. Marvel Universe. Yep. Yep. I think it's time we get to schools. Yes, we should. I'll go first. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like David Harbour. I like Florence Pugh. Um, there were some moments here and there. I like the, the, the one, I think the only point that I, and it was a stupid sappy scene, but for me, I kind of liked it where Florence Pugh has a, has a, she has a temper tantrum and she goes. She locks herself in a room, being like, "I don't want to talk to anyone." And David Harbour just goes in and he just starts talking shit. Yeah, and it's just like I had frostbite on my hands catching fish. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Well, this is just David Harbour." But I'm like, I'm sitting there going, "Like she's upset. She saw it as a family. This is her dad trying to cheer her up and all that sort of stuff like that." The action scenes were boring. I didn't like Taskmaster. I didn't like the reveal of Taskmaster. And me and Mon fucking called it from a mile away. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like a lot of this movie. This movie is worse than Thor the Dark World for me. <sighs> Thor the Dark World. Yeah. 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 Um, Mon says if this was released in correct timeline order, she would give it an eight. Yes. Now, that's that's a very good That's point. A, Yeah, it's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. If this had been released at the right time, yeah. 
totally different score, I think. But mm. yeah, I, I agree. It, what what was her uh, unadjusted score? Unadjusted six. Okay, two points for just being in the wrong yeah. release period. I, I totally get it. Like it's it's. <sighs> This is the problem. Like, yeah, there there are no, they feel like there are no consequences in the Marvel universe. Yeah, the only yeah. character to die was was fucking Black Widow, and well, Tony Stark, but he's probably coming back for other films as well. Like, it's yeah, just, he run out of money at some point. He'll build his own. It's just like there's just there's no consequences because they've killed off a character and now they're bringing you back, but they're killing her off again. It's a, it just just die. Just have a character go and just that be it. That's it, yeah. And we move on. It's like, if you want to be involved in the movies, you can produce them. You can direct one. I guarantee you at some stage, Tony Stark's coming back as a voice, like for like in Spider-Man's suit or something. Like, Yeah, yeah. I it, it, give it five years or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he'll, do, he'll do something. He'll be the next Jarvis or something. Yeah. The next, inter- you know, the next entertainment system. Mm. Um, yes, what about score for yourself? Um, I think for me this is a six point five. Ooh. Um, I look, the moments that were fun were fun. Um, most of the jokes were got a bit of a ha! out loud, and that was if they came from David Harbour, yeah, yeah. Like I think he did well. I think Florence Pugh was was kind of quippy. Yeah, yeah. Like there were some some good characters. I think there were some good moments with this within this film, but. Mm. Uh, r- the film released at the wrong time had a lot of really, really uh, massive issues with pacing and CGI and CGI. Like those were the, the the big points for me. Like it just it didn't really know what it wanted to be. It, it, it kind of tried to be um, Winter Soldier, but one hundred percent tried to be Winter Soldier, but it just wasn't. It didn't have the cohesiveness to that story that uh, that that Winter Soldier had. It's even it's it's literally like not word for word verbatim copying lines, but it is the exact same thing of we don't know who Taskmaster is. Taskmaster is hunting down the vials, but then because Black Widow has the vials, Black yeah. Widow's finding her off, and then Taskmaster's kicking the shit out of her. <clears throat> she figures out that Taskmaster is the bad guy's daughter that she accidentally tried accidentally killed in Budapest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then once she realizes who it is, she's like, I'm going to save you. I'm not going to leave you here. I'm like, this works for Captain America to Bucky because it was his best friend. <laughs> Doesn't work here because it's a boss you tried to kill's daughter. But like, you know, within the space of this movie, it's, it's very much a case of she you know, creates the guilt and then relieves the guilt by the end of it. It's like, it doesn't really carry over between no, the two. No, but it, 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 like, she's probably killed fucking hundreds of kids. Yeah. Probably. She's a Russian. <laughs> B, an agent. <laughs> Those Russians be killing kids. <laughs> right? But it's just, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, look, I, I, I think there was, there's a lot of issues with, with how they tried to bring these characters through and yeah. f- falsely almost create this, this, this emotional tie through the film. Yeah. And, like, you either buy it and really enjoy it or you don't buy it as we clearly didn't and the film suffers for it. I've seen, like, and you were talking, you know, previously when we were talking about Justice League, you know, we're going, you know, oh, it's Sir Zack Snyder and you're a king and you're a god and all that sort of, like, groany comments you see on social media. <laughs> Taking a look at the sponsored posts for Black Widow being like, oh, out now, Lord. watch the trailer, people going, this is the best Marvel movie. I'm like, is this the only Marvel movie you've watched? Yeah. There's loads better. By no no means the, the best Marvel film that's out there. No. Not at all. No, not even close. Thor the Dark World is better. <laughs> and that has Cat Dennings in it. <laughs> Cat Dennings. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. If you have seen Blake Widow, if you have counter-arguments to our uh, unbreakable points, uh, you can hit us up on the uh, Shaken Not Nerd listener community on Facebook, as well as on Twitter if you want to. Uh, if you do have Twitter and you don't have Facebook, hey, some people do. Um, we are going to be back for Noob this week. Fuzzy, we're talking about something we can't talk about yet. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're both very excited for it. So there will be an episode this week of Noob. Uh, and I think next week is the last episode of Loki. Yes, it is. So we got to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to talk some Loki. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> yes. Fuzzy Dan, anything to add before we wrap? No. Look, I'm very excited. At some stage, I think we'll have to do like a little bit of a wrap up of this this part of Phase Four for uh, for Marvel and talk. Oh about yeah. I think we need to do like pecking order rankings. Yeah. So like when you do it for Star Wars, where do they sit for you? Yeah. 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 I think we need to talk about it just as a summation because we've talked a lot about the MTU this year. Mm. Um, you know, we've been introduced to a lot of new things. Let's, First let's... Marvel movie of the year for nothing last year. Yeah. This was supposed to come out last year. This was supposed to come out eight fucking years ago, dude. <laughs> 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 I, I get, this is just, it's the wrong time. It's well overdue. Yeah. <sighs> An extra year of CGI did not do anything. No. To it. No. No. Uh, well, that's been it. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. This was episode 217 off the top of my head. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go back and correct it anyway. And I've been due to reminding you that if you want to watch this movie, go watch Thor the Dark World. And <laughs> nah, probably not. But still, Thor the Dark World's better than this film. And this is fuzzy just going, yeah, yeah. <laughs>